Hangouts on Air is going away later this year. For quick streaming, try youtube.com slash webcam. What fucking brand new hell is this? Welcome, my friends. You are now about to witness the awesome, a crushing a might of the Eugene M's Robinson Show. Welcome, my friend, to a show that seemingly apparently never ends. This is the six, nine. <laughs> he said six, nine. <laughs> of the Eugene S. Robinson Showstopper. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson, if that wasn't aggressively made clear by the 500 other shows from 2007. This is actually an omnibus. I could only put so many names in the title, uh, but you know it's the uh, Raga style, and it's going to involve everybody. But rising to the top like shit that floats, First and foremost in my mind is a continuation of last week's show with Mr. Sejudo. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that I've been putting out more news about McNuggets and the anal rape charge, Sports Star Irish. But first, Stigmata, from their record Calling of the Just, the song is called Intro All of Nothing, still available for Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California where they hit the car with a hammer, and Bob Riley, the singer, upstate New York, Syracuse Albany, sings the words that kick it all off. Could not see so clear. A real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back and forth, always nothing. All right. All right, my friends. You know, every time I hit it, see, there's the record. They listed as punk. I don't think that's that. I don't think that's right. I don't think it's right. I wouldn't have called it punk. Or maybe hardcore, hardcore metal crossover. I don't know. Um, let me get the shoebox in place so you don't have to look up my nose. I don't mind you looking up my nose, incidentally. I find it very amusing that anybody who cares would focus on that. And then I got to get the blue balls in. The blue ball kicked in. Uh, viewer donated. Viewer donated, baby. By whose? There you go. I think it's coming through there. By Roma Raider, who also, um, I don't know if you can see these beautiful, well, I guess it's, it'll just be light. <laughs> just be, but the lights are now on stands, which they had been before my wife stole away my stands, which are really her stands. Now I have my own stands. And I, I, I can get light instead of that creepy underlight that I had before. But uh, anyway, so let's do some housekeeping. Um, some of you have risen to the occasion 
and uh, and this will be brief. I'm not just asking for money this time. Some of you have been um, risen to the occasion, knowing that I'm the section editor at ozzy.com, O-Z-Y.com for the true story section and have uh, given me uh, great true stories. Uh, I'm just gonna use your initial, well, I'm not gonna use your initials. I'm just gonna say the pieces, uh, dude about the, uh, the, the fire, the depressing, uh, depressed fireman, HW, viewer. Listener, cat who's uh, BH, whose brother strangled his kids, viewer, listener. Dude, who, uh, EMT guy who, uh, actually he wasn't, that was somebody else. Um, uh, uh, MGTOW, viewer, writer, now. How did he send me the story? He sent it to me via fucking uh, uh, a tweet. Tweet by tweet, DM, put the piece together that way. So what I'm doing is, all, and then uh, one of you cats said, hey, Eugene is tied into the Patreon.com thing. So Eugene, I, I was going to give you money, but, uh, you know, my ex, the dead ex-girl that I used to, that I used to date fucked up my tax. I go, whoa, whoa, sounds like a true story. Forget about sending me money. This is an opportunity for me to put money in your pocket. Without photos, every true story. 200 bucks with photos, 250, get on it. If you got a true story that, uh, oh, look at the little killer out there. Uh, go do your job. One thing about having four cats, they catch all the mice. My front yard is full of flies right now because of the, the, the dead mice carcass, but I'm glad they're killing the mice. You know, I had the dog, Popeye passed on. You know, uh, but this is mean that the cats now collect around here. But fewer rats, less problems. I don't, they don't chew through the wires anymore. I don't have any problems. So my point is, my point is that this is an opportunity for me to put cash in your pocket. And incidentally, if you are outside of the continental United States, uh, I really, you really should think about it. Everybody's got a story that they haven't told. In fact, on the, uh, we didn't have many fights to talk about because we jumped the gun on UFC Greenville on the Care Don't Care preview. So Steph and John Nash and I, uh, she went off topic, off book, and said, had me talk about the most, what'd she go, the, um, the craziest thing that I've gotten away with, which was really, you know, you broke the number one rule of criminal conduct, which is never fucking be confessing shit. Uh, um, but I did get some on the right side of the law outside of the statute of limitation confessions that are going to be on the care don't care preview even though there's not much stuff to preview there's a lot of stuff off topic but the reality of it is that's what true story is it's true story the true story is a 900 word uh uh, uh first person narrative event-based narrative that's got a beginning and middle end simple you know uh i've written i've written several the night that I got the scar on my ear that's permanently shrunk my ear hole, which is why I always have problems with this fucking ear. I've written quite a few. You might consider it. If you live outside the U.S. because half of our content needs to be global, you get, will get a, I will give you, you, I will fast track your stuff. And if you're a woman, I will really fast track your stuff. And if you're a trans woman, super fucking fast track your stuff. 
We're all about inclusion. Think about it. DM me if you've got stories. It's a way for me to put money in your pocket while you solve my workaday miseries. It works out for everybody. Housekeeping, patreon.com. Some of you have fucking showed up big time. You've also, those of you who don't want to leave a credit card and don't dig on that shit, have sent me stuff through. And I don't care if it's $5. Don't feel bad about sending me five bucks. If I worked in a restaurant and you left five bucks on the table, I'd be happy. Unless it was a $600 bill, in which case I'd be angry. But I'm still happy. So P-I-N-K-O, Pinko, 95014 at yahoo.com is the PayPal thing. If you want to skip the Patreon thing, fucking do it. Help out. It makes a difference. It makes a fucking difference. I don't want to talk about my private personal situation, but there was a series of events cascaded over over the last couple weeks that involved somebody trying to fraudulently charge my fucking Amex card, $19,000, dark web shit, tried to snake me for some fucking money, shut everything down. I had to buy something else with that. And, and I forgot that uh, my debit card, though it says MasterCard on it, you have to indicate that it should be a, a credit charge and not a debit charge. And so they took all my money. So I had zero cash. See, this is what I know people sneaking up on me now. Yeah, buddy. I got the drop on yous. <laughs> and then I can see him right here coming up the walk. And of course, I got the gun. So, uh, I mean, you know, uh, you know, I got I got other things. So, um, so uh, the, the point is, uh, uh, the point is, I had zero, like zero, like less than zero. If you can believe it, less than zero. Groceries, gas, nope, 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 nope. So those of you, I don't want to talk about last show. Finally got paid on the 15th uh, yesterday, so I'm okay. But those of you uh, who gave during that period, maybe having correctly intuited that I was in desperate dire straits, thank thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, So patreon.com slash the stomper or pinko95014 at yahoo.com. Either one, as as is your favorite. But let's get right to this. The week started with uh, one of you, and I don't need to share your name, but uh, who had correctly uh, intuited that I don't read a lot of uh, Irish papers, uh, sending me some clips about an Irish sports star. Um, sorry, and so don't know if you've seen this, but that they're, that they're going to, uh, that they're getting serious about it, which means a couple of things to me. It means that e- e- whatever payoff scheme that they had that they're going that they're going to ride which is probably the right thing right because the way organized crime and criminal behavior works is that it, it constantly attempts to suborn you now there's a guy let me see if i can talk about this without having my life threatened there's a guy who um oh he's was shot in the face and is dead so i guess i can talk about him comfortably he um was the head of I don't want to do that anyway. I like the guy. So just this guy, he was a dangerous guy. And he had come to me, he was introduced to me and people said to explain why they were introducing me to this guy. Um, this very dangerous guy. They said, uh, Eugene has got an FFL, which in America stood for, well, it probably still stands for 
federal firearms license. I was licensed to sell firearms. And the guy knew this, but they, he also was smart enough to know that there are three circumstances under which I can't sell firearms to you. If you are known to me to be a felon, if you are known to me to be a, have a, a mental patient either in the pre or post, um, or if you're gonna resell them, right? So felon, mental patient, reseller, can't sell to you, knowingly sell to you. That, he didn't do it, he didn't go down that road He's like, hey, uh, how about, uh, uh, can you get me a deal on some bulletproof vests? Now, we're in a gray area. A bulletproof vest is kind of a shooter's apparel, but technically, given the nature of a bulletproof vest, I mean, you don't have to just come to me. The laws change each and every year. I don't, I don't remember. I'm not a big believer in bulletproof vests, though I should be. Um, one, because they don't make them so that they're really concealable. I can spot one a mile away. If I was going up against the guy who I thought had one, I would shoot him in the head. So, you know, maybe it keeps you from random shit, but nah, whatever. So you guys asked me for the bulletproof vest. Gray area. Well, like Bushwick Bill said, and can anybody confirm or deny whether or not he is alive or has passed on? Like Bushwick said, uh, after doing that shit, She'll do this other shit real quick about the song is the other level. In this instance, the guy knows, ah, the guy knows that, let's push it a little bit. If he asked for a silencer first out, nah, 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 I can't answer that. Sort of shotgun, ah, nah, nah, I can't get you that. And like, ah, you know, I'm not supposed to, man, are you a felon? It was an aggressive ask, but he, incremental ask, which is how they did it in Goodfellas, you know, small. Come to me for a favor. I'll help you out. Maybe you do, you do me a favor. I'll do you a favor. My one hand washes the other. Next thing, one hand washes the other. It turns, it, it turns into you giving them a fucking tongue bath. All right? You giving them a tongue bath. That, that's not going to help. It's not going to be good for you. And fundamentally, probably in the long run, it's not going to be good for them either. So what I did was to say, yeah, I'll do what I can for you. And then make myself hard to find. So I didn't have to come through, and it wasn't like I was ducking him. This is pre pre the days of cell phones, so it wasn't like somebody could just call you up. They had to call a fixed phone with an answering machine. They had to get the number. Maybe you got it. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you let the thing fill up with messages so you couldn't take anymore. Lots of things interfered. But then dude got shot in the face and died. So my point is, my point is, and this is in regards to uh, McNuggets, I think that in, in the maneuvering that happened post-anal rape, and this is purely speculative on my part, but you either pay for these things to go away or you scare them to go away, but there is one big fat cat in the room, and that is the 800-pound gorilla who made Forbes' list of wealthiest athletes last year. And it's like, it's like if you, it's like those cats who went down to North Carolina, I've, I've told you this story before, some hardcore band had gone to hardcore land, and they're like, uh, hey, we're going to go look for some food. We can see a street. And they go, well, there's a down this street here, but you guys should probably drive. And they're like, ah, we've been in the van all day. We don't want to drive. We're going to walk. He goes, well, it's not the safest neighborhood. He goes, yo, we're from Brooklyn. Fucking from Brooklyn, man. And so these little hardcore guys went there, and, uh, you know, some black cat is cruising by. <laughs> Snaps the car. Back up. Say, where y'all go? Hey, where y'all from? I said, I'm from Brooklyn, man. He says, ah, yeah, okay. 
pulls out his gun. Just throw your wallets into the window, please. He's like, no, you got to be kidding, man. Get, click, click. Throw them in through the window, <laughs> robbed them all, drove off into the afternoon, not the night even, the afternoon. And those guys said, well, even if we find the place now, we can't afford anything. And so they hustled back. So what happened? You get the food? Ah, we got robbed. It's like the guy was like driving through and he's like, man, that ain't right. That ain't right. And this is what happens. Okay, the damage is already done. I have been anally intruded upon. Okay, so we're going to, at this point now, this man who made Forbes' list is this 800-pound gorilla who's imminently robbable. They didn't even have to go find him. He's chosen to go find them and hang out with them because if you have that kind of money, who are you going to hang out with? I'm not saying you might not have fun hanging out with a pipe fitter, but a pipe fitter is kind of tied up Monday through Friday, as is everybody else who works legitimate gigs. The only people that you can hang out with are other athletes, celebrities, or these cats. Those just listening, I put my finger on my nose and move my nose to the side like it's broken. Universal East Coast sign for mob. So you get these mob guys, and they have one job and one job only. Only I remember I've been trying I, through Bruce Cutler, who used to be John Gotti's uh, lawyer. I tried to get a hold of Sammy, uh, Sammy the Bull Gravano, and I want to interview him. Interview him because he said something that was really compelling. If you read the book Underboss, he was like, he was like, I was involved in a frenzy of felony you gotta understand when you see these these squirrels fucking running around they're not playing they can get to work as soon as the fucking sun comes up and if they don't work they don't fucking eat being in the mob is the worst sales job ever it's like you know if you don't you were in the mob if you don't come up with some numbers you're fucking not in the mob anymore Low earners in the mob get shit jobs, and you'll do those shit jobs forever. You are a pawn, you're dross, you're fucking wheat and cha- you're chafe. Sammy the Bull's eyes open in the morning, and he's like, I gotta fucking earn. I got, I'm stealing, I'm stealing fucking hot dog things. I'm stealing fucking laundries. Put in my fucking illegitimate laundry, laundromat anything i got to fucking if you're not going to show up at a job you gotta have a hustle so you're a member of a crime family and you got gambling is your hustle extortion is a hustle which is really just an outcropping of loan sharking or gambling degenerates you have got drugs you've got maybe cut rate tax-free cigarettes anything where you could suborn the system and work a float you're going to get, and there stumbles along some guy who wants to play tough guy, who's got a lot of time on his hands and a lot of cash. And guess what? Now he's got a problem. So what do they say? Say, let us go talk to this woman. We'll talk to this woman. They go and talk to the woman say, hey, 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 would four mil work? And she's like, well, you know, I don't know. They go back to they go back to 
the play actor, and they say, hey, um, she wants eight mil. That's ridiculous. I'm not going to pay. Can't you do it? Okay, we go back. Would you take Would you take three mil? She goes three mil. Okay, all right. She wants six. Okay, so he'll pay off six. These guys take three. They will not stop until they get as much as they can. Bit by bit, baby steps until an 800-pound gorilla is 50 pounds. You can keep it. Didn't work. She didn't scare, didn't take the payoff because she understood incrementalism like anybody else. So he's like, okay, okay, I got a counter. I got a charm counter. I'm going to buy row houses, council houses for people, you know, low budget. Like I'm going to be like the Irish Jimmy Carter. I can, I can, I can, uh, yeah, you can't. You can't. You know why? What is that thing about bad, bo- bad boys moving in silence and violence? You got to understand the smartest people in America, the smartest and luckiest people in America are those who win lotteries who you don't know. Plenty of people win lotteries who you don't know. Guy sidled up next to me at Gold's Gym and said, yeah, you should write a story on me. I go, ah, what's special about you? He goes, I won a lottery. I go, when? He goes, September 16th, 1996. The guy knew it. Like The only people who have that kind of recall are people who have been through great tragedies or murderers. I haven't met a single murderer who hasn't been able to tell. I guess I haven't, I haven't met a single murderer who's only murdered one person who can't tell me when. If the murderers I met who murdered more than one pe- person, they can't remember anything. But they still usually remember the first one, date and time and location, of course. So systematically, Mr. Forbes list is going to get fucking robbed one way or the other. And I got news for you. It, the only one who wants him out of jail is him. I guarantee you. I, I, I just look. Let me explain. The, the, let me let me explain to you crime. <laughs> Ever know like bad guys? Like half these guys, whether we're talking John Wayne Gacy or Jeffrey Dahmer or um, or Manson family or you know a lot of these cats. Most of these cats have have very specifically chosen to. Um, uh, um, uh, um, most of most of most of these cats incapacitate their victims. Nobody's in, nobody in that position is interested in a fair fight. Nobody, nobody. Oh, it's a handcuff trick. You try it. Boom, incapacitate. Uh, Gacy, one time, he didn't. He fucking went up against the wrestler. Same with Dahmer. Guy wrestled him to the floor, and he was like, okay, I got I to gotta let this one go. Bundy attacked sleeping people, usually. I mean, he also got women who were conscious, but, but they were women as well. So where, 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 is he, where is he more or less incapacitated? Locked up is fine. Locked up is fine. Fucked into a trial that lasts for, for months is also fine. Him in a position of need, realizing that money doesn't solve everything, is fine. For everybody. They, you know, you got to understand, 
you're the fattest cat in the world and you just walked into a yard full of fucking pit bulls and you're not leaving the way you came. You gotta know that. You gotta know, your level of paranoia should be on a one-to-one -one relationship with every fucking dollar you have. I don't care whether you have $100 or $100,000 or $100 million, you gotta know that the rest of us got our eyes on you. It's like being in the Reichstag when Hitler, because he liked the, 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 he liked the whole uh, 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 team of rivals, so people were summarily arresting each other and then taking them outside, you know, uh, uh, extra extrajudicial killings and shooting them against walls. So all the upper echelon guys were carrying sidearms that passed each other in the hall. Good morning, Morgan, and with their backs against the wall. I read this. This is not me just making this up. Get your hand because you can't trust anybody because because this is the nature of nature from the squirrel in the morning as soon as the sun goes down how many nuts did you get how many how many or the hawks that oh i just went running in the hills the hawks that circle the hills look at if they don't get a squirrel they're not eating they're going to sleep hungry and they're waking up hungry bull gravano sammy bull gravano said the frenzy of felony frenzy In my most profitable uh, uh, periods of, of sexual procurement, I remember I said, you know, what was the problem with me as a teenager is that I wasn't properly motivated because I had oodles of oodles of time. As I got older, I realized, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. If your, pro, your, your partner procurement is not panic fueled, you're not doing it right. Going to a bar and you're acting like you got all the time in the world. Hey, well, maybe we should get together next week and we could go. No, 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 you don't understand. You don't understand. Now we got to do it. The world is, we are hurtling through a fucking ball of, of, of stone through deep, through an ever expanding universe. I don't know what's going to happen. We got to do this now. Now. Do you think I'm going to get smarter or more handsome by next week? I will not. The best, and you know, Facebook makes it really easy to see your exes. Yeah, the best you can hope for is the theory of ruin that you look as good in decline as uh, you know from the moment that uh, you know at your best point. So anyway, McNuggets, McNuggets is a fatted calf, and he's going to be slaughtered. And all this talk that the Dana uh, uh, blinking and nervously looking around about. Oh, he, he, he'll do anything we say. He'll fight. Yeah, well, he's happy to have him over the barrel, too. But he's not booking any fights for a guy who's got a trial coming up. You, got, you believe it. So this brings us to Sejudo. Those of you who have been paying attention have also seen me tweet out this thing that somebody sent me via Instagram. And if you want to get a hold of me, okay, at Twitter, it's at Eugene S. Robinson all run together. On Instagram, it's Mr. Sleep. Three, the number three, but that's gate kept. So I got you got to have photos posted on your site so I can peer in, and you got to let me peer in. Otherwise, I assume you're a spy. Those of you who have nothing posted, sorry, I got to know who I'm dealing with. You could put bunches of fake shit. I don't know, but the fact that you haven't even tried means that you're a lazy spy. You know, I was doing an article on the dark web, and they said, "Oh, you should see if you can buy it." So what kind of budget do I have? Well, you spend a hundred bucks, see what you can get on the dark web. I, I, you know what I got in the dark web? Robbed. That's what I got. Fortunately, it wasn't my money. It was staff money, but whatever. Um, so, um, so, so, 
So, so, so Judo is taking this picture of him. Of course, he's sensitive because it, because he's got nut jumpers, like the one of you who's giving me a hard time in the comments on last week's show. But ah, you just—he's a number one. You just a hater. You just hate it. You hate little guys, or, or you hate this, or you just you're 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 in the bag for mighty Demetrius. Or you fucking are you? Hey man, hey, why don't you relax? Get, just fucking try that for a second. I hate I hate how the internet has codified complaining so that everybody. Like I said, I I know that this is a complaint, but I am not posting this complaint. I wake up in the morning with a fucking 50 of you complaining about, oh, you realize my neighbor, my sister, my brother, my dad, ah, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. And it's not contributing anything to the general conversation because, again, panic-fueled living, PFL, it's not going to help me make quick time cross town. You are not helping me. Under normal circumstances, received knowledge is good. Hey, you know, Jimmy went into that cave last week and the bear tore him to pieces. Which cave? That cave? Cool. Don't go in that cave. Gotcha. But hearing about the checker who was rude to you as you tried to buy eggs doesn't help anybody. And this discourse is filtered into the real world with the people being touchy and they're jumping. And they're, I won't, you know, you guys have seen me at play in the comments. I'll, I'll engage with the fucking dickheads for a bit, but pretty soon, I'm pretty quick to get to, could you please just juggle my nuts? Because I, you got to know that juggling my nuts would at least give me more pleasure than internet warriorage, warriorage, which is pointless. Pointless. So anyway, so Judo is now, he, he, he's doing this thing where he's, I got the money and, I'm and he's got his, mat, his, uh, his coach, standing behind them with these kind of, var not varnays, uh, Zells, we used to call them in the old days, but they didn't have glasses in them, with his white phrase, Le Lena Vertmuller glasses, behind him with the belt, sort of uncomfortably close behind him in a hotel room. And we need more money, and people are like, cringe, 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 cringe. And then he takes a thing with these two women who are apparently Instagram women that people know. I don't know who they are, scantily clad, and he's dancing around, trying to be sexy, biting on his metal. Under normal circumstances, bro, this is the kind of shit that I love. However, however, it's not brand consistent. That cat is not the cat who holds the belt. That cat is a cat who's trying to get on the Forbes list and thinks that that has something to do with it. Nobody's challenging you to a boxing match that's putting you... Nobody's challenging you to do a boxing match that's uh, that's going to put you on Forbes' list. Nobody's doing that. You don't have a nation behind you, formally behind you, because of these hijinks. We don't like you more because of it. You know, you are the guy... Listen, they, people always say, you go to prison, man. How do I survive? How do I make it in prison? So, well, prison is on planet Earth. So what you're saying is, how do you make it into a, in a social grouping with which you're unfamiliar? How do you typically make it? Your first day of jujitsu. You go walking in there saying, man, I've been watching the fucking UFC. But I've been watching IBJF for long. I fucking fuck everybody here up. That doesn't work. Or a new job. You know what I've learned over my time, many jobs with Apple, Adobe, Intel, 
Nikon, all these companies, Zip Davis, all these companies I worked for, that the first person who cozies up to you, and I learned this from when I was a kid, hanging out with the KKK guy. When I was 10, no, no, when I was 10, nine or 10, I went down to visit my father for the summer like I always used to do, and he moved to a new neighborhood, and I was the first, you know, I was like, well, go out and play. These are the old days. Go out and play. Go out and play. I said, I'll play with you. Of course, he was a little too eager. His father was a member of the fucking, he was a fire chief. David Eford was his name, I think. I wonder what happened to that guy. I'd like to meet up with him again. And nobody else on the block would play with his kid because his father was in the KKK. It was well-known in Maryland. And I was, well, I said, well, shit. And he, they all got panicked. I told you a story before, and they want me to leave. We're going to leave. We're playing. We're going to leave before my father comes. Well, because we have dinner when he gets home. I just wasn't getting it. And his father came and was screaming at me, and I was in New York. And I said, what? I can't hear you. What? What? And the mother was terrified because his son had no friends. And I left. And my father said, what are, you, what are you doing? I said, I was out playing with David Eper. He goes, oh. Yeah, his father came home and started screaming. Everybody was super nervous. And so I just left. He goes, maybe that's because his father's in the KKK. Oh, the Ku Klux, Ku Klux Klan? Maybe you should have told your nine-year-old son that before I end up stuffed into a culvert somewhere, you fucking prick you. Father's Day. Only time I was ever proud of my father, well, one, two times. He made a movie that did well, went to the Cannes Film Festival. We have the same name, even though technically we don't have the same name. He just reversed it and said that we had the same name. So I'm not a junior, according to his mother. And second time was when one kid in the neighborhood who I was always getting into fights with, his father came to complain. And he said, uh, it's not my fault your son's a sissy. Boom. What the fuck? Damn, that was hardcore. I was, even as a kid, I was like, oh, oh. What he's essentially saying is, you're going to swing, swing. Otherwise, get the fuck out of my face. That's when my father was studying for his PhD and was under a lot of pressure. But other than that, he's a pretty reprehensible human being. That's my father's day tribute. So, 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 judo, so judo is doing this stuff to try to get, it, you are the new guy. The most effective, the most effective, um, the, the most effective players in this regard are people who you learn more from being quiet than you do from talking. You survey. I mean, you keep in mind. Let, let me give you a perfect example. A perfect example that he is drawing from. Do you think the first time that you were aware of McNuggets was the first time McNuggets was there to be made aware of? You think you think that was the first time he was fighting? He had a moment where he was at, at some gym where he was like going to Chuck Liddell. I'm going to be the champion. I'm going to be the champion. And Chuck Liddell was there. Yeah, sure, bro. That was when Chuck Liddell was still fighting. He was around for a significant period of time. He became McNuggets. He surveyed the land. Oh, same with Chael, recently retired Sony who apparently, Doug Crosby, one of the MMA judges, he said, what you really need to do is you need to play the heel. All these guys with this nice guy shit in MMA, we don't have a good heel. You could make it with a heel. 
And he supposedly, according to my spies, he was fed a lot of his early lines, like the one about about petting the uh, petting the bus because he thinks it's a, an animal. You know, when he was talking about um, uh, Chell was talking about the fuck was he talking about? One of the uh, Nogueras, or maybe Anderson Silva. I don't remember. All that shit that that shit was was studied. But Chell was around. Wouldn't we knew fucking Chell, kale, Chell, kale with cabbage. Lettuce. Nobody knew him. He became him. He was quiet, surveyed the lay of the land and figured, how do I fucking break it? It's not enough to be here. Hey, yo, Oxbow's producer was nominated in 2007 for producing the narcotics story, the Oxbow record, the narcotics story. We went to the Grammys. Clearly not enough to get into, you know, getting in the door. Yeah, I'm better off than the guys who never got in the door. We got in the door. Our producer lost to Amy Winehouse's producer. But the reality of it is, got to do more than just get in the door. McNuggets got in the door, looked around, and said, you know, I'm going to steal this bitch. And he did. So Hudo shows up. And sees the stolen bitch, the, the, the stolen bitch era, and figures I'm gonna start there. And what does he get? Laughter. He, I mean, right now he's he 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 is doing he's doing the eight hundred gorilla eight hundred pound gorilla monk, M A N Q U E, a cheap imitation. Look it up. He is more Colby Crappington and less McNuggets. And we're not talking about fighting right now. We are talking about we are talking about the selling of the fighting. And he's doing it wrong. Sorry. Oh, you do your old man, you sit there. What the fuck do you know? Uh, well, you know what? I've been in entertainment since I was two years old. How about that? I might know a few things about a few things. I've been in a major motion picture. It was terrible, but I was in it. I've been on more than five TV shows. King of Love, uh, Midnight Caller, uh, uh, Twice Midnight Caller, uh, uh, Las Apasionadas on MTV's Liquid Television. Been a lot of stuff. I know something about a something. So Hudo, if you were gonna ask me, not as a PR person, but as somebody in artist development, the, the he's a fucking intense cat. That's what got it. That drive that gets you up at four in the morning to road work. That crazy level of monomaniacal focus and attention to the de detail. That's what you got to trade on. That laser thing. He stands up there with that thousand yard stare and says to says to you, nobody will outwork me. It's literally impossible. Like John Henry, those who try to work me may succeed and then they will drop dead from a heart attack. Really? You don't believe me? I invite anybody from any division, from any fight organization anywhere in the world to work out with me for one day and see if they can walk the next day. I will crush the heads of the top of every fucking division without the slightest hesitation. Bet on it. That would work. This hipster guy 
you know, nobody's ever successfully convinced me that they were sexy by telling me that they're sexy. Stop telling me you're sexy, Sujudo. Like Misha Tate, stop sending me the bikini photos, Misha. She did. I'm not convinced. Yes, you've got titties and an ass. You know what? I see them all the time. Not impressed. I don't know you. I don't know if you've ever spent much time with escorts or prostitutes or porn stars and so forth. But I find it interesting. I had a guy who had a personal revelation and his, oh, um, uh, my buddy just had a kid. Um, my, my personal revelation was this. He, oh, he, my buddy had a personal revelation and his personal revelation. It really isn't me. His initials are WM, let's just call him that. And he said the first time he went to a prostitute, it was like, this was an answer that made my questions disappear. There was no confusion, it was really clear cut. And at the, it was like not like a date, I knew exactly what was gonna happen. But he said routinely, every prostitute that he went to, every escort that he went to, there was always talk beforehand. I go, so that's like a date. He goes, but that's good. I like that. I kind of want to know who the person is a little bit. I want to know, but that's somebody who just paid to carry your load away. Because no, but I need a context. Right? I mean, I chose her from online. I chose the name. I don't know if it's her fake name or real name. I don't care. Chose her face, prettier. What do I imagine the personality would be? The most effective escorts were the ones who had that who had brand consistency. My name is Svetlana. I am Russian. I am a Russian model and an escort and the babing. And then she would talk in the accident and you know. Cool. Everybody needs to get a lay of the land. And the lay of the land, most effective brand management has to be close to who it is that you can be. So when the phone rings at three in the morning, that is you, or as close as you can get to, to faking it. But the Cejudo thing, the Cejudo thing, this is, this, is, this is nothing for a person to do. To quote Travis Bickle, taxi driver, nothing for a person to do. I'm not kidding. I mean, what, it'll, you know, and the thing is, mostly, mostly it's nothing for a person to do because it makes you susceptible. To what? To be in that 800 pound gorilla that gets robbed over a barrel. Because if you think you, if you think the bald one doesn't process this as a sign of weakness, you are wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> Look at this motherfucker over here. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Dance, little monkey, dance. Hey, you know how about we give you a, uh, a million for your next one? It's not enough? Oh, okay. How about we give you 800,000 for your next Not enough? Okay, great. How about we give you 600,000? See how, see how this is going? You can't negotiate with people who are frenzied, panic-fueled, cash-grabbing, fucking dangerous people. You cannot. You're not going to stride up to a pride of lions and take their kill. 
You're not going to be able to hang out in the river and snatch the salmon from bears. It's not going to fucking happen, man. Best bet, stealthize it. My spies told me something really important. He goes, you know that Mayweather, uh, Mayweather McNuggets thing? Yeah, yeah. That was in, there was, there's, you have to be wary of the legal charge of tortious interference. But that shit, before it even entered into your head as a possibility, that shit was being worked on. But probably the first time you saw Mayweather cage side of the MMA fight, way before you started thinking it, those guys who roll people over barrels were thinking it. We're going to roll some people over barrels. We could do 3 million pay-per-view on it. When I say 3 million pay-per-view, I'm not talking about $3 million, man. I'm talking about 3 million people who are willing to pay $69.95 for that fight. $69.95, 70 times 3 million. $210 million, bro. And that's just gate. We're talking real money. You can't be fucking stupid. You can't be stupid. And I've heard every single one of these guys who started to make real money, and I'm not out about throwing people under the bus. They start making mistakes. Oh, you're the champ. I'm not going to say who's due. You're the champion. You got a wife. You got five kids. Oh, and you picked up a girlfriend in L.A. And oh, she's a, oh, what is she? Oh, she's a 30-year-old personal trainer who suddenly can't afford her rent and your help, and now you're fucking over. Hey, you're a big whale. You're a cash cow. You're a fucking victim. You got 110 million reasons to be paranoid. Now, I've known people who are billionaires personally, and I find it unattractive, their level of paranoia. Like everybody's trying to beat me out. Like I've told you a story about the girl uh, who I'm rushing back to her room to give her a nickel and then say, hey, what is it? Give her a nickel. Are you kidding? Yeah, because that's me. That's what I would do. I'm not going to keep the nickel. I owe her a nickel. I'm going to, yeah, you know, her, her father owns Continental Airways, Hilton Hotels, and da, 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 da. So that has nothing to do with me. I don't give a shit. I didn't give a shit until I rushed back to her room with the, with the nickel or quarter or whatever it was. And she looked at me like I was nuts. Even though she had originally made a big deal about, well, don't be it's like these poor people, you know, they always, uh, it starts with a nickel, ends up with a quarter, that after your money. And I said, oh, fuck, you know, no one, I'm neither a borrower nor a lender B because I come from, you know. Ray, Eugene, let me tell you something. I don't care whether you I don't care whether you're rich, you're poor, you're black. You're, I use this, I use this device in my, my novel, a long slow screw. Which is on sale now, I believe, at Amazon.com. But this was based on a real life guy, Ray. He said, Ray Eugene, let me tell you something. Hey, I don't care if you're rich, I don't care if you're poor, I don't care if you're black, you're white, you're Chinese, you're Japanese, yeah, yeah, I get you, Ray. I don't care if you're tall, you're short, you're skinny, you're yeah, yeah, I got you. I don't care if you live on the east side, I don't care if you live. Ray, I got you. Don't interrupt me. You're a fucking wise guy. The issue is you're going to do the right thing. That's all. And then Ray later was busted for embezzling, which I love. Frenzy of felony. So 
um, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of a guy who I think is involved in artist development in a way that makes sense. So you know I'm not just full of shit. You'll hear his name come out of my mouth. And outside of a pretty major misstep, you can watch him develop his characterization, learn the lay of the land, and start start pulling, start pulling ropes. And I'm talking now about El Kukui. Without the wife getting the restraining order against him, and, and even he he's now kind of turning that around in that anything could happen guy thing is a sales point and it's brand consistent and he's selling it. He's all, an always something guy, but the always something redounds to his success. He's still winning. All right, still winning. So, you know, I, I mean, uh, it's not perfect. But he came, started winning, has expanded his brand incrementally, baby steps. You start to hear his name. He starts to, and, he's, and pretty soon, he's like the guy. Another guy to do that was Chuck Liddell. I didn't pull a trigger on Chuck Liddell for a long time. Just kept winning, and then suddenly he was there with his Iceman shtick and his ah, and he was doing entourage and dancing with the stars and knocking fools out. Learned the lay of the land, then popped off. And you know, I'm not saying this is divergent for what McNuggets has done. McNuggets has done the same thing. Fundamentally, did the same thing. It's all about timing. But coming in with a cape and a crown, well, a cape and a crown dancing around with the, the babe, bikini babes and, you know, with the guy in the stand over your shoulder in the, the hotel room. And, man, you, you need to be quiet, bro. But he's looking at one of the other cats who are quiet and go, hey, Eugene, your advice fucking sucks because I'm the only thing standing between this division and total oblivion. You don't believe me? Let's turn around and ask Demetrius Mighty Johnson who kicked ass, actually, it was a wonderful fight at one. It was great. If you haven't seen it, you should. That's what that, that's what quiet got. Different thing, different thing. I'm going to make the claim that Demetrius Mighty Johnson missed his inflection points. You know, it's like, you remember being that, 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 that sex-hungry teenager, you're 14 years old or 13 to 14 years old, and you actually managed to get a date with somebody, and you're like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I should, I could hold her hand now, maybe. And and then you know, there's a moment, and the both of you can feel this moment, and you know, oh, I gotta, I gotta get on the moment. There's timing. It's like, it's like doing double dutch, where you, do, you gotta get in, gotta jump in where the rope is in the right spot, and you can feel this boat, this hysteria passio, with both of you kind of waiting, and if you ignore that moment and go on in other words let that bus pass another bus will show up yes it won't be the same bus you gotta i remember being at that stage being 14 years old and i go all right in my head i actually had this thought i go all right on the count of three you're gonna make your fucking move or you're gonna leave like, Lee, stand up and walk the fuck out because then you suddenly change the narrative. 
what the, what the, what I do, what happened? He just, he just left. Which means that you have held it off to another day. That's different than letting the bus go. Running past the bus stop is different from stopping and letting the, you'll be back around tomorrow. Yeah, probably not. When I used to bounce, this, this woman came to the club, absolutely beautiful. And I'm not usually susceptible to that kind of just raw physical beauty stuff. It's like, if I don't know you, I don't fucking know you. And if you're really beautiful and you got no character or you don't interest me, don't have anything to say, then fuck it. But this woman was beautiful. I mean, so much so that all my, all my talk, what I just said, my gatekeeping talk wasn't really working. And she came up to me at the end of the evening and I'm watching her walk toward me. And I was bouncing and I'm watching her walk toward me. And she says, um, excuse me. And, and, you know, we're ushering people out. It's time to go. The club's closed. You got to go. And she said, excuse me. I'm like, yeah. She goes, um, could I use the bathroom before you guys close? And I look at her. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over there. And she goes, thanks. Kind of gives me a weird look and walks off. And the other bouncers talk to me and go, the fuck is your problem? Go, what the fuck are you talking about? You're supposed to walk her over there. I go, well, she doesn't seem like a security risk, but security risk, you dumbass. She came up to you. She wanted to talk to you. And you just, I was like, ah, well, what the fuck, bro, whatever, you know. She'll be back next weekend. Never saw her. It's all right. It's just, you know, whatever. My point is, at the age of 14, I go, I'm going to give myself to the count of three, and I'm going to go on three. And I would do it. I said, one, two, three, grab the hand. Fuck it. I made my move. If I was rejected, that's okay. That's fine. That's part of the game. You know, or stand up and leave. That, he just, did he just leave? Yeah, you know, that's Eugene. He just, always, you know, stood up, walked across the table and walked out. Timing is everything. McNuggets has said it before and people kind of glossed over it. I paid attention. Because he understands timing in macro and he understands timing in micro. And he is believing that he can get out of this thing because he is sensitive to timing issues. The reality of it is he is and he has, but being on that Forbes list makes things a lot harder to make moves when you need to make moves. And much like the Kurds and their national slogan, the Kurd has no friends. I'm not even gonna finish it because for my purposes, that's good enough. Guys with $100 million, they don't have friends who don't have $100 million, and there's a reason for that. That is why this whole 1% thing, it's not even the 1%. That's for the cheap seats. The cheap seats and people who are suckered by the mainstream media are still talking about 1%. That's not who we're concerned about. We're concerned about the 1% of the 1%, the super yacht builders, the people who are spending $100 million on sculptures. That's what we're concerned about. Listen. Reagan sold a bill of goods to the American public about trickle-down economics, pushed further by Bush, Bush, uh, uh, by Bush, H.W. and W. Bush. So by my calculation, that's uh, eight, four, eight, 16, 20 years of, of cutting, cutting benefits to people who are super wealthy with this idea that when you let people who are super wealthy keep their money, they just end up reinvesting it in their communities. They don't. And now in 2019, we're left with these gross social inequities 
that have hit places like Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. And they said, we need, the, we need a guy who's going to disrupt the system. And that guy is Trump. And Trump is anti-machine. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. He is anti-machine. And he understands better than anybody, I think, that it's the 1% of the 1%. However, however, he has made it possible for them to continue amassing because he benefits from their benefit. The rest of us, no, we don't benefit. You know when the last time I got a a raise? Yeah, I don't remember either. That's how, that's how recently. Wage stagnation. However, that 1% of 1% are buying super yachts. There's a website in a magazine. Go type in super yachts. Super yachts. People buy them. And keep in mind, I have a car. And in a few minutes, I will go to get in that car and drive somewhere. I've got two cars. I will drive one car. I'll leave one car in the driveway. Mm -hmm. I don't have a boat. I don't have a canoe. I don't have a yacht. If I did have a yacht, it would be docked somewhere. When I do this show, I'm probably not going to go get out in the yacht. So that means I have enough. So that my $130 million yacht could just sit there. And since it's not good to sit there, I can hire somebody money to sit and take care of my yacht. Is that trickle-down economics? No, bro. Easy. Tax these fuckers. Use that tax to improve the infrastructure. Create jobs. That bolsters the middle class. That's why I'm running for president. So, uh, but I've gotten a little far, far afield here. The reality of it is you can't fake the funk. Father's Day doesn't make you a father because you happen to have fucking offspring. Well, father, having offspring might make you a father, doesn't make you a dad. People say, is that your dad? Then that's my father. That's who that is. Can't fake the. Can't fake the funk. Cannot. So you say, Yuji, what's the downside for Sejudo? Who fakes by the fakes it? Then I go, the downside for Sejudo, realistically speaking, the downside for Sejudo is that the shit doesn't take. And he loses his division anyway. And eventually loses a fight. And then says, hey, you know the $8 million you gave me before, back when I was on top, I should get that again because I'll be back on top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> the blinking, the blinking, flitching, stuttering, muttering, fucking bald one will not make this deal. Chael retired. It was a tearful retirement. He doesn't feel good about it. He doesn't feel good about losing, doesn't feel good about having to retire, doesn't feel good about how he went out. If you look around the landscape, you see nothing. Sorrow abounds. If that's an inevitable and existential fucking 
uh, uh, finish line, then at least you should be able to do so by when people take a picture of you, you look at it and go, that's a man I can be proud of. Or that's a face I can be proud of. Internet never forgets, bro. The cape and the crown, explain that. To your future failed self. I mean, you think that might not sound good from a, you think that might sound amusing coming from a guy who was on stage with a pumpkin on his head. If you follow me on Mr. Uh, on Instagram as Mr. Sleep3 or on Facebook, you've seen this picture. But you know, the pumpkin on my head doesn't really say anything except I like pumpkins. A crown and a cape means something else. Walk softly, my friend. Carry a big stick and watch your dollars. That's the advice that was as good now as it's ever been. Money has to be made, yes. And money has to be held on to, yes. The only thing that gets that money made and held on to is savvy fucking application of power, will, and intelligence. And none of those things seem to be factored in when you're dressing up with capes with crowns. Sorry. Am I going to talk about Chris Woodpile Weidman and his attempt to, I already talked about it on if I did and if the shoes fit, but I think it's a savvy move. When the world gives you mist and wood, make lemonade, if you know what I mean. You can make terrible decisions that will harm you irreparably. But nobody made a terrible decision by being cautious, careful, and deliberative. You can play that shit too long and you end up like Chamberlain. What? They're bombing our cities. What the fuck? Or you can go too soon like Hitler. Fuck it. Declare war in the US. What do we got to lose? The idea, like Double Dutch, get that rope right in the right place and timing. Generally, if your life has succeeded, you have played timing well. In the areas in which you failed, if you look hard enough and scratch the surface deep enough, you will notice that your enemy has been timing. I should never have left Apple Computer. My division fell apart. Everybody was going to the winds because they thought it would last forever. Timing. Went to Adobe. Worst mis professional mistake I ever made. Timing. Adobe laid everybody off a year later. Timing. I didn't try hard enough to get back to Apple. Timing. I did get back to Apple when? When I was sensitive and paying attention to timing. Three months after Steve Jobs got back. Timing. If you go out tonight and get killed in a car crash, you do realize that if you had left five minutes later, you probably would not have gotten killed, right? Timing. You fail at timing, you fail at everything. McNuggets beats his charge, means he played timing well. He's played it well up until now. I don't think that will continue. So judo following the steps, Pointless, don't think it'll continue. 
Me fathering my father's full steps, not gonna happen. My kids are all, right now, I got one kid in Botswana, got one in LA. We're gonna do Father's Day next week. Going out to dinner with the one who's still around just to acknowledge a day. I wrote a piece in Ozzy this week called uh, Fathering Failures or something like that, where I talked for the first time about my divorce. I put it up on Twitter if you didn't see it. Maybe somebody will retweet it. It's heavy. It was difficult for me to write about. But even reading through that, I understand that I was not a victim. Not a victim. But I was a direct beneficiary of, again, a sensitivity to timing. El Kukui, as far as I'm concerned, the degrees in which he succeeded, Tony Ferguson, succeeded because of a sensitivity to timing. He got discombobulated with the fucking other people's timing, fucking with his timing, got started acting nutty, and then his focus, and then they got the restraining order. Let's hope that passes. Demetrius is the guy who's like, you know, I'm going to count to three and I'm going to hold her hand. Well, I'm not really going to hold her. Oh, she'll be here tomorrow. I don't really feel like I'm going to go play some video games. Bus goes. Loses the division. Lots of reasons. Causative agents. Maybe they didn't push it. Whatever. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Um, V69 version 69 of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Patreon.com slash the Stomper way to go if you want to you want to donate some money or pinko p-i-n-k-o 95014 at yahoo.com a dollar i'll take a dollar i'll take half a dollar i'll take whatever you got that you wanted to give you think the show is okay mr sleep three on instagram eugene s robinson on twitter we'll see you tuesday night at 7 20 but if i did it followed by if the shoes fit we're going to be talking about oj simpson this week especially since I wrote an O.J. Simpson piece for Ozzy last week, and he's now busted out with his big mouth on Twitter. I'm not a fan, as you might have guessed. I'm not black. I'm O.J. <laughs> okay. And Steph will go live with the Care Don't Care, which is really pretty much an off-topic thing where we talk about crime and politics on Monday night. And later on in this channel, I'm going to put up a JJB. You'll see it, believe it, live it, love it. We'll see you next week for this show. Until then, live what you made me do!